start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. It's Wednesday. It, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. It's 7pm and it's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. I don't know what that was. Um, it's, this it's, is it's Wendy. I want to know who Wendy is. Stop the bus now. Who's Wendy? Wendy was on my mind, obviously. Um, you just... <laughs> you just heard Stay With Me by The Faces. And as you can hear, this week I have with me Rich and Adam. And we are d- going to d- discuss all the hot topics of F1 at the moment. And maybe, maybe if you've got time, start a look at either back to last season or forward to next season. Depending on where we get to. So, boys, one thing to say to you, and that is Happy Burns Night for this week. Happy Burns oh, that's Night right. indeed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Are yes. we slink it slithering beastie? Exactly. So I a bit as, like Ken Bruce there. <laughs> as my tradition always is, I will be drinking some whiskey, eating some haggis, tatties and neeps, and watching Braveheart, as I do every year. Wonderful. I'll be piping the haggis into my living room and I'll be reading the ode to haggis. Fantastic. Well there you go. I didn't realise you did that every year, Dan. That's yeah, committed. Do. Well done. Well yeah, done. Good man. Pretty good. So what have you all been up to then? Haven't uh, So Rich, I think we saw you two weeks ago, but Adam, you haven't seen you this year. What have you been up to? Yeah. I've been out shoveling snow for most of the week this week. That's a dead cert. It's yeah. properly oh. cold here too. It was down to, we'll say in your money, it was minus 18 the other night. Oh, that is it. That's yeah. Bad. yeah. That's oh, that's parky, that is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's proper. That's proper cold, isn't it? Up in Yorkshire, that's big court weather, that is, oh. isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not bad. It's, it's it's cold. It's that's, cold. That's, that's bitter. That is minus eight. Does anything work at minus eighteen? It's like I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a layer of frost on your car there, right there, hasn't there? Uh, I don't yeah. think I, I work when it's plus twenty either. To be honest, but. Hey. <laughs> hey. And Rich, what have you been up to? There you go. I just been, you, you kind of use your stuff, kind of you know, working and. Um, um, still, still mulling over the end of last year. I think that you know they, they, they say now that I think there's one thing's been added to the list, hasn't there? They say you know you never discuss religion and politics at the dinner table. I think it's now you don't discuss religion, politics, or the last lap of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Exactly, exactly. So um, you've still been mulling that over, but by and large, I'm 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 fine and dandy, and looking forward to speaking with you again. Well, wonderful. Back, Adam. Uh, I mean, I love. January sporting January January for me is amazing because obviously F1 ends and it's like oh how am I gonna you know fill the space and in January I have the World Championship indoor bowls uh, this year <laughs> won by Les Gillett I watched every single match all week as far as uh, I'm week... concerned bowls went downhill after David Bryant and his pipe left well that's true that's true the week before I have the whole week of Masters snooker. And that was won by Neil Robertson. And we also have the Grand Sumo January Tournament. So what what an amazing forget, and, month of yeah, sport. And, and then you have the NFL playoffs, playoffs as well. NFL and playoffs. The, which the games is, have been immense. Have they the been good, have they? I've not been this, this. Did you watch the Kansas City game last night? Yeah. That was outrageous. The last two minutes. What was it? I think there was 25 points scored in the last two minutes of the game. Wow. And then to go in and, and oh, it was it was absolutely unreal. I won't bore bore you with the details on this podcast, but my lord, but that was a crazy game. No, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch that on a catch up then, definitely. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, and then, okay, so I've started to look at F1 sites again. I, you know, not that I'm getting over Abu Dhabi, but, you know, we, we do this show, so I thought, well, I've got to try and get back into the uh, swing of things with F1. So, yeah, I'll we be will. looking at a few news sites. and We'll be getting else. excited as the cars launch and as things start churning up for 22. Yeah, and there's good news in terms of the FIA are, you know, launching an investigation. Um, I don't know how far that's going to go. It's worded quite strangely because I don't know if F1 fans are going to be slightly upset with what happens with it because I think everyone expects it to be, you know, almost an admission of guilt that something went wrong. I, I don't think it's going to go that far. I think... All they're going to do is look at the safety car rules and what they can do going forwards, which is not going to be any admission that they did anything wrong. In Abu well, Dhabi. I don't think I, going to I agree. It will just be. I think the the best admission you'll get is that well, we'll look forward and we'll, we'll we will change the rules, and by that we're suggesting that previously the rules weren't quite what they should have been, and that's about as good as it's going to get. I'm afraid. I think. Yeah, I can't see for one second that they're going to do any kind of admission of guilt. I think yeah. that there will be the whole kind of uh, we're putting in additional fell safes to prevent yeah. you know uh, issues in the future. I'm not even convinced they're going to get rid of Massey. I think that they might I think bring be in... gone by now, surely. But exactly, that's that's my point. I think yeah. that's my point. I think what they might do is bring in a co-chair, and you might see more than one race director. To, uh, to, to deal with those things. I think you're going to see a cease of communications between the team principals. I hope so. And I the really race director. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Um, only, but, yeah. only, only for safety concerns. So there'd be, if it's a safety thing, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that's allowed. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a very good, uh, um, I think that's a very good sort of summary of where we think it might go, actually. I probably agree with all of that, Adam. I think that's where they'll go. My only issue is that they committed to doing this by sort of early to mid-Feb, but they won't be releasing the outcome until the Friday before the Bahrain race, the opening of the season. But the whole of Lewis's silence and really his reason for returning is kind of hinging on what, you know, what happens with this. So, if they're not going to release it until the beginning of the season, where, where does that leave Lewis Hamilton? Are we going to see him on the grid next year? Yeah, we will. I think they're. I think they're going to. I think we will see him on the grid, and I think they're now. But that means he's going to have to do practice and things. But if he does practice and yeah, w- without will. this being resolved, they will. They will. They will spin it. They will get it resolved. But it'll be resolved just before. The... <laughs> I. I think they're aware that he's his silence, as we've said, has been deafening. And I think it's a case of they're saying, all right, all right, you're going to play that game. Right, well, we can play that game too. So I we, think we, you're we abs- will change it. Um, but we're I going to do it at the last minute. You will have done all the prep. You're going to be sat in the car because you don't yank our chain. I think you're absolutely right, Rich. I think it's a little bit of a power play on their side to take control back a little bit because he's definitely wrestled control and public opinion by doing nothing that's that's that that's kind of the statement from his side and i feel like that they had to do that to make to force him to make a decision even though a decision's coming that, that's to prove that they're not going to be swayed by their decision hmm. yeah not one person controls the sport is the is right the line. right that, that, you know they don't want to be beholden to 
you know right but but also it's a dangerous game because can you imagine i don't know let's say because you've been a big big uh you know you've had your head turned by indycar haven't you yeah you know hamilton hamilton really really has a lot of um status and marketing oomph in america can you imagine him jumping ship from f1 to indycar I hadn't thought about that. I've got to be honest. I haven't that, thought that about thought, that. I'm, that's never crossed go. my mind, but no, he's going to pull a mantle. Yeah. Could you imagine doing that? He's been in talks and immediately just says, do you know what? Screw you. I'm going to go to IndyCar. I tell you what, I, will, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Lewis will race in another category once he leaves F1. I, I don't think he's an Alonso in, in, in that sort of... I, I don't think he'll race in, in another category. I, I think once, once he's done F1, I think he's done. He's put everything into it all these years. You know, he's put his life on hold. I don't think we'll see him in another category. Mm, possibly, possibly. But it would it would be a big sort of statement, I think. Oh, it would be. It would be immense, really. <laughs> it would be great. It'd be huge, but yeah, yeah, all very, very, very interesting, isn't it, really? Very, very interesting things. This is gonna be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the car reveals because, obviously, Mercedes would expect both their drivers to be there for the car so that's going to be your first hint isn't it of yes what what's happening or what's going on and and where lewis is at okay so let's do go the, to a song hang first. on hang on Sorry, there, hang on there ha, do the drivers have to be there for the car reveal they don't have to be there but merck have said their drivers will be there for the car reveal oh, have they already i said thought that, i though? i thought they said they would be there virtually though i thought they were doing a virtual yeah. event but either way that means he's of involved not yeah, keeping the silence. Then, then, then sure. have, he'll have the typical team slash Zoom's camera problem where it will just say Lewis on the screen and he won't be on it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, it, 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 it'd be interesting to see what happens with that reveal to, to see if there's any hint of Lewis there or not. But there yeah. we go. Right, let's go to a song and then we can get on with some news and things like that. So, Rich, we're going to come to one of yours. We are. So, uh, back, um, had a bit of a time slip last week, I think. Anyway, we uh, had the last one I did was The Cult and She Sells Sanctuary. And uh, Sanctuary uh, is also an American thrash power metal band, and they hail from Seattle. And Seattle was very known for its grunge scene in the early 90s. And I think really the sort of pioneers of that grunge scene were without doubt Nirvana. And I can't believe I don't think we've played this song yet. No, and I, I can't we believe have. we haven't. And this is the absolute, this is a seminal song, certainly for me and probably a lot of other people. And this is quite simply Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack Ray. That was Nirvana with Smells Like Teen Spirit. And this is The Light Side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio. And this week we are just having a general chat about stuff. Uh, obviously there's no races yet and the practice hasn't started and the car reveals haven't come out yet. Um, so let's have a look at a bit of news that I've picked up around the place. So sprint races for 2022. Have you seen this bit of news then? So it's not sure that they're going to go ahead, which is quite interesting. Yeah, I was quite surprised. I was quite surprised that. by that news. Mm. Yeah, well, it shows, to be honest, what what a mess at the moment F1's in, really, isn't it? You know, you, you've got all the Abu Dhabi stuff. I don't know what Liberty Media are doing, really. Um, but yeah, what's so... The re- what's the reasons they've given for that potential sort of bit of information there? Well, apparently... Eight out of ten teams need to pass F1's plans for sprint races in 2022. Because, as we know, Formula One's a very strange sport where the teams have a lot of power and say in the sport. So the teams have to agree it. 
Um, and Zach Brown, the McLaren CEO, um, was saying that many teams want an increase to the cost cap that they've got, which you can understand because they're doing more laps, you know, more chance of a crash, etc., etc. So they want the cost cap increase. And F1 and you know F1 or Liberty Media and the FAA are saying no, the cost cap stays the same, and so the teams are looking like they may vote against sprint races. Mm. Yeah, I can see I can see their point to a degree. Yeah, hundred kind of percent. Like yeah. Extra mileage on the engine, obviously yeah. extra chances. But then you know, but then on the flip side, if I was Liberty Media, I'd be like, well, you've got the clever boys and girls working for you. Make the engines last longer, and your drivers need to not crash. Agree. Agree. It, it, yeah. It's basically, yeah, you know, it works both ways to a degree. You know what you're, what parameters you're working within. So work within those parameters. Mm. I mean, it, it, it is strange that the teams have so much power within the sport, and sometimes it's not always for the good. Yeah, so it's the, the it's the money and the development involved. You you, you make a you make a decision about rules, and that has a, the knock on effect of preparing for that is, you know, lots of people's time and money. I mean, don't forget that you know there's a lot of. Well, I mean, what have Mercedes got? They've got like 2,000 people working for them. And it's, you know, yeah. that's a lot of people's livelihoods and jobs and everything else. That if the sport was the sole arbiter of the of the, of the the sort of um, the rules and decision-making about that, they could say, right, well, we're going to do this this year. And all of a sudden, oh, right, we've got to make 500 people redundant because they've just come up with a cap that says you can only have 1,500 people working for your team and stuff like that. And that's, that's getting into the realms of what's, you know, that, actually that's, the teams need to be involved in that because that's you know i i kind of get it i know it makes the sport a bit weird but you know that's why yeah because yeah because yeah, i mean to your point dan it, it it's it's effectively reducing the cost cap right if you yeah. you know if you're going to keep the cost cap the same but extend the amount of work that you have to be done see how yeah. see how well that's a different way of doing it isn't it it's a different way of reducing the cost cap basically but yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'll tell you another another piece of news I was surprised by this week, which seems again somewhat contradictory. Did you see that they are banning military flybys? Yes. That was my next news point. Actually, it's a good segment. Oh, was it really? Yeah, okay, yeah. but 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 did you hear the? Did you? I'm assuming you read the accept part of that rule. If you was, read into it, it's understandable though. Yeah, but it says. Okay, no, no, no military flybys because we want to protect. You know, it's all about moving towards uh, the carbon footprint, sustainable, blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, except if the race is sponsored by an airline and they can do a flyby. Well, no, it's not quite that. So here's the details of that story. Don't don't go down the express (laughs) hyperbole route. Right here is the details (laughs) of this story. Okay, right. It is no it's like fly fishing, Rich. It's like fly <laughs> it's fishing. Good, isn't it? It's too easy. No, it's too no easy. flyovers. <laughs> no flyovers <laughs> by military aircraft. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Commercial aviation that use sustainable biofuel are allowed. And okay, was, the red sure. arrows will be allowed. Yes, I of course saw they that. will, because they're the red yeah. arrows, and you just have to have a rule to allow the red arrows. Because well, no, be. because technically. The red arrows, the, the the planes that they use not are military not aircraft. military Correct. aircraft. Correct, they're not military aircraft. Yeah. And therefore, you will probably have the Italian version of them, and you know the Saudi Arabian green arrows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not just the red arrows; it'd be the upper. I'm, I'm, I'm really display disapp- teams I'm, allowed. I'm really disappointed that you'd read into the red arrows part because that was going to be my another hook <laughs> for me to, to, to sling you in on the fact that the red arrows are in and they're military. And do you know what? The red, right, o- yeah. red arrows are sustainable anyway because if you bring them up 
as we did at a car show many <coughs> years ago and say, we're doing this car show for charity. Could you do a fly past? If they're on their way back from somewhere, they will do it. There you go. And they there do. There you go. So they do multiple ones whilst they're on the way back from somewhere or on a loop round, they'll come and do another fly past for you as well. So, you know, they, they, they've been thinking about this for years, the Red Arrows. They're, they're ahead of the game. Yeah. Okay, so the other stuff I've seen. Have you seen what's been going on at uh, Spa Franconchamp with all the redevelopment no. of the track? So they are obviously increasing safety at Spa. Um, they may have lost their Category C license or something about safety, about what happened at the um, women's series race in the rain and things like that. Yeah, so it was, it was a nasty accident. That was yeah, it was. So what they've done at La Rue, so they're not changing the, the track layout, but that at the brow of the hill, I think they've pushed one of the stands back, so it gives you a bit more of a run off um, area, so that so the fence doesn't sort of cut in close to the track at the point, you know, at that sort of apex point. That's good. And, I thought you were going to say they've installed one of those massive convex mirrors that you get when you're <laughs> yeah, right, reversing yeah. out of a farm track or something, you know. Yeah, so and can something see if anybody up there. Yeah, and something which I am behind is they've put they've put a big gravel trap instead of a big runoff area at uh, Puon Corner. So that's good as well. So it's always good to have more gravel traps like that. And they've done some safe improvements around some other corners like La Source and stuff like that. So probably pushing barriers back and, and things like that. So that'd be interesting to see what happens with that next year. It'll say, it'd be interesting race. to see if actually, ooh, could, ooh, well, now, that was a nasty accident. I think they had to do something and I agree with what they have done. However, is that going to lead to even more slightly gung-ho approaches up Eau Rouge, knowing that there's a bit of a runoff? Possibly. Possibly. Mm, Who knows? Could be, inter- could be interesting. Could be I mean, interesting. there's always a reaction that you don't realise. You know, Especially we're seeing as... Well, the other thing we've got to note as well, just taking Eau Rouge in point in the brow of the hill there, and I'm sure the cars go quite light, is that we've got less downforce now. Admittedly, yes. we've got the sort of more ground effect type things and the changes to the chassis, but... You know that 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 potentially could be could be interesting at the top of Eau Rouge this year. Yes, it could be. It could be. But uh, yeah, we will see what happens. Unless, of course, we have a race where they just give it to Max like they did last year. But who knows? One lap in the in the drizzle. Yes. Yes. We'll do that. Okay. So, Adam and Rich, I have a telling off for you on air. Oh boy. Okay. And this is why. Did none of you either notice, or if you did notice, why didn't you tell me, there is a two-season series on Amazon Prime called Fernando. Yeah, All I about assume, Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I assumed you'd seen it. You knew about it. it. Assumed you'd seen it. Yeah. Didn't even yeah. need to be... Assumed I've seen it. No, I hadn't. It popped up today and I thought, my God, I've got all this content that I can watch. Well, it's Unbelievable. Brilliant. I've seen, I've seen yeah, it like three I've seen times. It. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Actually, Thanks we're, thinking we're, of me. In fact, in fact, in fact, we were texting fact, Rich, each other about Rich, it. Rich, <laughs> yeah, Richard, Rich, and I had a viewing party to watch it. We didn't invite you. We assumed you'd already seen it. Yeah, being a Fernando thing, I would have thought so, you'd been all yes, over that. Fernando Actually, on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to be watching that soon. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm, I'm surprised. We. I don't know. I know this is a bit of a rock and F1 show, but we've got to play the ABBA song on here at some point, haven't we? Oh, yes, definitely. I, I was going to say that for his retirement, but uh, yeah, oh, I'll you? probably will play it at the same time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Right, okay, let's go to a song, and then I've got a safety car proposal for you to talk Ooh, over. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, so, uh, that. yes, yes. So, Adam, let's go to one of yours. 
All right, so there's a couple of reasons for picking this song. The first one was it's it's eight and a half minutes long, and I wanted to see how much Dan was going to freak out when I sent him my, my song choice. Um, the second reason is, of course, because uh, we did lose a icon of rock this past weekend, um, Meatloaf, Marvin... I can't remember Mar- his name. Marvin Lee Adler. Aday. Marvin Lee Aday. Aday, that's it, that's it. Uh, so he passed away, age of 74. Now, I'm, I'm not going for a bat out of hell. I didn't stretch my uh, chance right all the way out to the 10 or 11 minutes the bat out of hell is, but I did go with Paradise by the Dashboard Light as my second favorite. But before we play it, Dan, we're going to put you on the spot here real fast. Being such a big Bruce Springsteen fan, can you link oh, Bruce Springsteen to Meatloaf by way of Paradise by the Dashboard Light? I'd be amazed if you can. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Mac, Max, Max Weinberg, you know who he is? I've heard the name. So he's the drummer with the E Street Band, who, yes. also, who also played drums on oh. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. There you Love go. it. Fantastic. There you go. So, so here we go. It's good. It's enjoyable, isn't it, doing a link, Adam? Turn, yeah, turn up, turn up some music, turn up some volume, rather. Sit back, enjoy the next eight and a half minutes. Paradise by Dashboard Light. Let's get yeah, strap in, and this is the full eight and a half minutes. You're listening to the Light Side. Let's go F1 show. Jack's radio. Welcome back to the Light Side. Let's go F1 show on Jack's radio, and that was the marathon that is Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. Totally worth it. Absolutely totally worth it. And, uh, God rest yeah, his soul. And, and, an absolute legend, an absolute legend. Right then, boys. So I'd said just before that song, um, if you can remember back that far, um, that I've got a safety car proposal for you about. You, you have, I was, yes, yes, your car. safety car proposal. Is this okay? Go on. So I'm going to say the words NASCAR to you. Now it's not often I think you can take things from NASCAR and apply it to F1, but here we are. NASCAR has something called a green white checkered flag. Okay. Now, this is, uh, so, uh, what is it? So, if a race is under caution, i.e. behind a safety car, okay, Hmm. and there's, and it comes up to two laps to go, okay, then a green and white checkered flag is thrown, and the number of laps left is frozen at two. The cars continue circulating behind the car, behind the safety car, but you're always then guaranteed of two racing laps to go. That sounds okay. like quite a that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So interestingly, but not so, a standing, not a standing start. Though. No, not a standing start. So the teams know effectively that they are guaranteed two racing laps left. Um, the race director isn't under pressure. At that point to then you know get things cleared like happened in abu dhabi there is fuel slight... yeah, fuel could be well fuel could be an issue yes at that's that where point, i was going <laughs> at that point they can throw a red flag the cars come in and refuel but no one's allowed to change tires and then they come back out under the safety car circulate to then have two racing laps left 
Have they got the fuel rigs to do that, though? Because that's going to be extra cost, isn't it? Because at the moment they fuel. Yeah, literally... uh, yeah. But don't they just fuel in the old fashioned way with big tanks and, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so they, they may have 10 minutes to do it or, you know, whatever. I was going to say, because that's, you've got to think of the safety implication now. All of a sudden, 20 yeah. odd cars coming in, getting the fuel out, refueling literally by hand. As opposed yeah. to the, you know, when but, we had refueling, but, but they're not testing. doing it under time pressure. They're not rushing to do it. That's true. They're not rushing to do it. Controlled, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's quite interesting. I think it's quite interesting because the 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 strategy these calls then have to be done when the safety car comes out, not when the green and white checkered flag's done. So you know, be, because if 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 you end up red flagging it because of fuel, you you don't change tires, so you have to. Okay, so change of tires beforehand, etc. Okay, having said that, so you dealt with the fuel bit. Okay, possibly a bit inelegant, possibly some safety issues. Don't know, but I think that you're right; they could be addressed. If we're not going to change tires, how long do we circulate for before it starts to become a potential issue that you know somebody's been on tires that are thirty laps old that they were thinking they could get to the end of the Grand Prix? Okay, but now we've done an extra five to 10 but laps that happens ne- under ne- the current safety car that happens well, now i think when you know well, when you know how long the grand prix is and pirelli will tell you you can get 30 laps on a medium for example yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. so when you you plan for the laps that you are going to run now you've suddenly added potentially five to ten you are, laps but you, because but, it's but, a major issue so you're running a safety at, point at, of view but you you're running at much less but you're running at much less speed and that's something that they'll have to look at because I don't know if running yeah. at less speed changes the longevity of the and, tire rod. And, and, if, and if, that, if that's your argument, though, if that's your argument, which is which is fine, I would yeah. much rather see the first rule change come in is no pit stops under the safety car at all. Well, no, no, we... no, no cheap pit stops, and especially not under a red flag. Changing your tires under a red flag is just just out and out wrong. It's out and out wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that should definitely be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I've never heard you say but, that um, before. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred <laughs> percent. But right. but here enjoy we are. it, Adam. Enjoy the enjoy the moment. Enjoy uh, the moment. Yeah. So, drink so here we are then. So 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 okay. Let's go to a quick song, and then I will tell you what I think would have happened in Abu Dhabi if they would have thrown a green white chucker. All right, so Rich, All right. go to one of yours, and then, okay. and then we'll do that. Okay, well, I've got a, a, I've got a quick one as my second one. Um, obviously, it smells like teen spirit. In the same vein of celebrating teenage angst, I've simply gone with Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack Ray. That was Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. So this is the Light Side Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. So, boys, I was saying to you that... What I think would happen in Abu Dhabi under the green-white checker. So everyone would have known what would have happened, yeah? So whereas we had the situation in Abu Dhabi when things were changed, that's what people complain about because Merck made a strategy call on what yeah, they are expecting to happen. Everybody's, to, everybody's fully on board with what's going to happen. If we had the green-white checker, I think Mercedes would have certainly pitted because they knew that they were going to have two racing laps at the end. I think... Michael Massey wouldn't have been under huge pressure to finish under a green flag and do what he did. Yeah, so there'd be time for to work that out. And here's the, the, the interesting and, and good bit about it is where you do allow um, pit stops under the safety car, but not under the green-white checker, is Red Bull 
potentially there could have had a choice. They could have, they probably would have pitted Max, knowing that there would just be then a straight two lap fight, but they could have gone for track position. So it sort of puts it in that position that Red Bull could have gone for track position at Abu Dhabi and think, are we going to be able to hold off Lewis Hamilton? That way, all teams would have known what what happens. So it gives the strategy call. It allows them to do the strategy call on what on known facts. Well, yeah, you can. I don't want to go off on a, on a diatribe, but you could also argue that all teams knew what was supposed to happen in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> hundred percent, yeah, and that's the problem, yeah, and that's and that's that, the big that is basically the crux of the entire issue, Adam. You're quite right. Yeah, that, um, is, that is that is. The but in, in trying to look for positive solutions, Daniel, I like that one. I like a green and white. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like. It I think a lot. it's quite. It, you know, everybody knows because that because it satisfies the Liberty Media thing, which is what we've suspected is where the pressures come from for Massey. Yeah. It says you are not going to end this under a safety car. It will end with racing laps, and there's two of them, and yeah. everybody knows it. So yeah. Yeah, perfect. Thing, I, think, I, I think it's good. Go on, Adam. I was going to say, the only thing that burns me up about this, this suggestion, and I think it's a good one, is that we're saying that NASCAR is doing something right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> right, okay, we're going to get to a song, and then we'll be back to close out the show. And this is my choice this time, and this is Peter Gabriel with Salisbury Hill. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack's Radio. And welcome back to the Lightside Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. And that was Peter Gabriel with Salisbury Hill. So, boys, that is the end of our show. So, thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. So, please remember to follow us on Twitter, which is on at lights underscore F1. You can go to jacksradio.com for the listen again function for any of our shows uh, from last year or this year. And you can follow our Spotify playlist on LOL GF1 Jack's playlist. So playing us out tonight in celebration of Burns Night are the Proclaimers with I'm Gonna Be. So slice open the haggis, bring the Burns in from the cold uh, and engage in a wee drama whiskey. So, uh, boys, do you want to say goodbye? I'd have put goodbye. money on you picking the proclaimers. <laughs> I would have put money on it. <laughs> no, that's good. I think we've got we've got a few things sorted out. I think we dropped a few uh, dropped a few things in FIA's thought, thought kettle there. So, uh, a good a, a good weekend, a good week's natter, chaps. Well done. And it just remains for me to say, cheerio the new and drive oh, for goodness sake. sake. <laughs> <laughs>